York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show. Here give you that Knicks talk just in the Nick of Time. And the Knicks are going streaking in New York City in the cold because we beat the Brooklyn paint job. That gentrified Brooklyn team 142 to 180. Send them back to Connecticut. Wherever the hell they came from, all right? The Knicks. Had Julius Randle be very unselfish in the first half, give you 21 points and eight assists on the night. Mitchell Robinson, the block nest monster, gives you 13 points and 10 rebounds. A double double. Yes, another one for Mitch Rob, who's been phenomenal tonight. Quentin Grimes, you die. Stopped scoring in single digits and reminded you that he is the marksman from three. He came into this league shooting three-point shots. No hesitation today. Gave you 22 points and three rebounds on the night. Emmanuel quickly. I am him. Gives you 14 points to assist on the night as well. And our leader, our captain, our point guard, the man, the myth, the legend himself on the Knicks, not Ryan G, but Jalen Brunson gives you 39 points, six assists, and five rebounds on the night. Shoots an insane 83% from three? Five of six? From three, 83% from the field. Five of six from three. 83% and 83% from three in the field. Jalen Brunson is a video game. He's phenomenal today. And the Knicks take care of business. All right. Scored 81 points in the first half. Finished the game with 28 assists. The Nets really never had a chance. They really just did. The Knicks took care of their business. And I was scared because they was out. At Tile and the other night, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope they didn't lose their edge. They out here partying in Tile, but no edge loss. And we're gonna talk about it all. All of it, all right? But before we talk about it, shout out to Fubu TV. If you want to watch the Knicks for free for seven days on MSG, go to FUBUTV.com slash KOT so you can watch the Knicks and other sports channels. And you know what? There's no subscription. You can cut it whenever you want to. Um, after the seven days, of course, if you decide to purchase it. So shout out to FUBU TV. Also, please hit that like button and subscribe button. We're inching closer to 8,000 subscribers. We, we're right, you know, we inching closer. We're like a 30 away. So if you've been watching for a while, and you haven't decided yet, but you still watch, and this is the time to jump on the KOT bandwagon. We're gonna give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. We come up with our own takes. Is we never we try not to be biased. You'll get the whole spectrum here, all right? 
And we also want you to not be afraid to call in and talk to us as well. So shout out to you guys who are watching the KOT show. Now, let me introduce you to my guys. First and foremost, it is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. Seven game win streak. Two games behind the Cavs for fourth place. Now you see, I'm going to take the high road. You know, I've evolved, you know. <laughs> The past three or four seasons, these new Nets fans are talking all crazy to us and this and that. And it's just funny how the tables have turned oh, yeah. in such a short period of time. Mm. Psych, I haven't evolved. <laughs> Take them. <laughs> nah, I haven't evolved. Cause I was listening. If you wasn't gonna do it, I was gonna do it, Ron. If you was gonna be mature today, I was gonna be petty today, all right? Because we, listen, didn't Dimwitty say something, Ryan, about he couldn't wait to play the New York Knicks again? Didn't he say that? What did Dimwitty give us today, Ryan? Let me, do you know? What was the box score looking like, Ryan? He gave us three of 10 from the field, all three from free, and 11 points, negative 18 when he was on the court tonight. Ooh, seems like we couldn't wait to see you um, that's what it looks like because you looking like food right now all right oh man I mean, i'm sorry now lee i didn't give lee his intro yet lee <laughs> yeah i have to introduce my guy the latin assassin mr espn contributor posting and toasting contributor deadspin contributor <laughs> one of one of my favorite people shout out to lee <laughs> what's up brothers i'll tell you what man i had to give my, my girl some props she convinced me uh during the pandemic to like start writing about the sport that i love basketball and it got me into writing then i ended up writing about jls and at the time show and that got me on the podcast and i am so happy and thankful that i now have people to, to commiserate with and enjoy this unbelievable rise of a nicks and to be able to have like a friendship and uh a, a really a, a coalition of fellow knit fans to to enjoy this journey because man i've been it's been me and my pots for a long time over here in south dallas so it's been real beautiful and nice to be able to enjoy that and talk our smack on this podcast and rally at the chat and go back and forth on twitter man so i did my girl a shout out she's in the background uh very appreciative of, of telling me to get into basketball and write about the team that i love because this this next team is fun man oh yeah it's fun and there's a high ceiling for how much better we can get not just this season, but in the future when Leon makes that big move. Listen, man, I'm there with it. I'm there with it. And for me, listen, before we even make a move, right? Because we all kind of feel like, you know, that's the, the grand scheme. Leon wants to make a move, right? But before we even make a move, I want to talk about here what's in the, the team today. Well, shout out to, to Lee's girl and his father uh, before I even get into this for, you know, communing with us and making it feel like you part of the family as well. If you if she's the reason why you're here, then a salute to you. Gunshots to that. All right? Hey. Cause, cause, uh, <laughs> she's throwing up the deuce. <laughs> That's a good girl. That's you got a good one, and she let you hear. Lee, you got a good indeed, one, right? indeed. <laughs> but but let's get to something because I have a conversation I want to talk about. Jalen Brunson. I know Lee has talked extensively about how he he's followed Jalen Brunson 
when he was in Dallas and he felt like he would do well here. Now, Jalen Brunson so far in a Nick uniform has been freaking phenomenal. He scored 39 points today and I kind of felt like he took it easy on the Nets. <laughs> I kind of feel like he could, like he was just like, all right, I scored 30 in the first half and I'm just going to chill now because the rest of my teammates are here. He could have got a 50 burger, 60 burgers a day. I don't know what he could have got. He got, he, he might've been able to get a Dane today if he really wanted to, but he was just like, I'm playing the right way. It's two on the ball. I'm going to pass the ball. That's what he did. But Jalen Brunson, look at these numbers. 83% from the field, 80% from three. Did he miss? I didn't see it. Didn't miss from the free throw line. Plus 23 on a line on a night. The shooting from Brunson is unreal. Sometimes it just looks like the game is too easy. And it's making me think next year. What is the conversation going to be like when we're talking about the best point guards in the NBA? Because I feel like he's sneaking up on people this year, but I feel like next year there might be another conversation about top 10, top eight, top seven point guard in the league. That's how I'm feeling right now. I, I, I know Lee's usually the one to jump out the window. And I'm scared to say this out loud, but I was thinking it today. I was like, yo, we got we got Dame Lillard. We got Steph Curry. We got Kyrie <clears throat> Irving. We got Luka. Right? Those are your four. And then what do you have? Am I bugging? Then I feel like after that, he's kind of in the mix. Let me know if I'm wrong. Well, I, I mean, here's a hot take, bro. <laughs> uh, I knew I'm jumping out the okay. <laughs> if me, I'm jumping out the window, Lee's like, hold my beer. I'm jumping off the no Empire doubt. State Building. What you got to say, Lee? Jalen Brunson is the best point guard in the Eastern Conference. I'm not even I'm not even sure that's a hot take. The best. I would take them over any other option you can argue oh this person averages five more points this person averages three more assists i don't give a damn i'll take him because of what he brings in terms of leadership and intangibles and the obvious quantifiable impact he's had on this new york knit team a team more than any other team in the, in the league in desperate need of a point guard he came and filled that role and some i said it early in the season best science since Allen Houston. He bats that up every single game. And yeah, he might surpass that by the end of the season, depending on how he does in the playoffs. But man, my dad's a dog. I'll take him over Trey Young. Facts. I'll take him over Drew Holiday. Facts. I don't care what name you throw out there. Tyrese Mountsey. I don't give a damn. Facts. And I kind of feel like once Kyrie Irving left the East. Yes. Yeah. I feel and like Jalen Brunson is the best point guard in the East. I'm, I would take them over Kyrie Irving too. None I would of that. Take him, the, the funny thing is, I would too, because of the stuff that Kyrie Irving comes with. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and then, like, even looking, hold on, salute to Kyrie Irving, because Kyrie Irving, you 
You, sir, are the gift that keeps on giving. Not only did you get the hell out of the East Coast, go to the West Coast to give us a chance to move up a slot, but on top of that, you're playing with Luca and tanking Dallas the same damn time. And wait a minute, don't we own Dallas's pick? Yes, we do. Oh. <laughs> and if he leaves this summer, that's the next domino for a Luka Doncic trade request. I mean, I'm telling you, bro. I mean, connected. I'm just. I'm telling you, man. I'm just. Let's just, go. Jalen, there, there's an argument. Jalen's top five overall. I don't know if I would put him there because I, I I got Dame over him. I got Luka over yeah. him. I got Jaw over him. I got SGA. I mean, SGA, SGA. to me is most most improved. SGA right. has turned that thunder. They're damn near 500. And I mean, there's a lot of young, the youngest team in the NBA. There's a lot of youth and a lot of inexperience. And SGA is doing the damn thing. He made almost an eight to ten point incremental jump from last year to this year. So nothing against Brunson, but SGA is my MIP pick. But damn, he definitely is the best in the East. For real, for for real. Like, and once you get to SGA, that's when it starts to get murky. That's when it starts to get murky because right now you got what Garland, you got um. Well, not really, because you forgot to mention Steph. So Steph makes the top five. No, yeah. I'm, no, I mentioned Steph earlier. No, I'm talking about Lee's pace. Yeah. He's, oh yeah. Agree, okay, right? you talking about Lee, right? Yeah. That sounds like Steph completes that top five, and then yeah. Jalen is like right there. Right, because then he's like SGA, then Brunson, then. But here's the thing with SGA too. I after watching Brunson this season. I honestly feel like Brunson can average close to 30 points a game if he really wanted to. Like, I kind of almost feel like that. And this is the first year, this is his first year being the lead guard on his team, but the how easily he scores and how efficient, efficiently he scores, I don't know, man. I don't know. Take, if I'm bugging, Jay Ellis, you bugging. Let me know. But after SGA, we got Brunson. We have um, my man from the Kings is in that mix. Fox. Yeah. I got Brunson over Fox. Yeah. Brunson is Brunson, Fox, Garland right now. And I, I'm not sure that's... That's... Top six. Yeah. Top six. Top six, in my mind, top six point guard in the NBA. And we're paying this man $100 million a year. And this last year's his contract, what is he making? Like 22 mil? Yeah, descending. <sighs> yeah, Scott Perry special. Are you serious? Can we give LaMelo ball? Thank you. No. Yeah, that's another one, LaMelo. I got Brunson above him. Lamelo, Lamelo's health. Lamelo's health. Lamelo would be in the mix if healthy. The passing of Lamelo. Lamelo's. You know what it is. Lamelo's ceiling is higher. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Lamelo's ceiling is higher. Lamelo, to me, if he puts it all together, has a chance to be better than Brunson. But it's, yep. it's going to be health. It's going to be the type of team he's on. And yeah, yeah, but Lamelo, I can see, I can see that. Thank you, whoever mentioned Lamelo. Can we have a conversation on the front office and the job that they've done? Yeah, 
I mean, overall, but especially this season. I mean, Leon Leon Rose has done some unbelievable work. Like the Josh Hart picked up at the deadline. I mean, seven wins in a row, undefeated, with Josh Hart adding to a team. And he ain't even having to drop 30 points a game. It's not like a miracle saver. He's just coming in tonight, five points. But yeah. the intensity, keeping the foot on the gas in the second half and not letting up and blowing leads. Josh Hart is like the glue to all of that. Josh Hart, five points. Don't look now. Plus 30 on the night from Josh Hart. This kid is an impact player. We talk yep. about points all day long. I remember Julius Randle last year. We talked about Julius Randle having empty stats and how it drove us crazy. He would have 20 points, 10 rebounds, seven assists, wouldn't play a lick of defense. You look up, he'll be like a negative 28. Josh Hart? Is, is amazing. There was a point in the game where, you know, the Nets threatened to come back in the fourth quarter. They get like an offensive rebound. Josh Hart comes out of nowhere, snatches the rebound out of a Nets player's hand while falling out of bounds and throws it back inbounds. And the, and the Knicks start to go on a, on a fast break. Josh Hart, we keep saying it over and over again, is the one of the best pickups after Derrick Rose, the Knicks have done in this Leon Rose era, for sure. Yep. Second best pickup of a deadline overall, in my opinion. Absolutely. In terms of impact, intangibles. Absolutely. I mean, Leon, Leon deserves executive of a year. I think he should win it. He mastered free agency with Jalen Brunson. The draft, he traded away the pick. But damn it, I mean, the trade that he made, giving away the 11th, he got three First round pitch out of that, and that Washington one yeah. is looking at it, it might convert. That this was Scott year. Perry. Shout out to Scott Perry. And then JP. Well, I mean, plus <laughs> Josh Hart, executive of a year, man. Yeah. Give the man his flowers. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was just about to say that too, because I was gonna I was gonna make a prediction because I'm a I'm a believer when when things are going good, it tends to overflow. When it rains, it pours, and the same thing, <laughs> the same, the same thing applies, things are going well. I'm going to make a strong prediction right now. Let's go. So, Knicks trade away their own first-round pick to Portland for Josh Hart. Right. The Mavericks pick, we know it's gonna, that's going to come through because even though they're struggling right now, Luca, Kyrie, those two are too good for the Mavericks to just drop out like that. So, I expect the Mavericks to still make the playoffs. So right that, now, we got the 17th that, pick. I'll, I'll check Tankathon from, from the yeah, Mavs. So, yeah, so that pick is going to definitely become the Knicks pick. And I, and, I, and I said this a couple days ago. Watch out for Washington. They're playing better basketball. They're probably going to make the play-in. They have a good enough team. And I and this is, this, is, this is what I think is going to happen. Washington's going to make the play-in. They're going to make the playoffs. The Knicks are going to have two first-round picks coming into the next draft. And those two picks would have been better picks than the than the pick that the Knicks traded away. They would be picking higher. Both picks. Yeah. If the Knicks were to keep their own pick. And then this summer, we can say Leon Rose is outside because <laughs> this would be a masterful thing if it, no if doubt. it goes like this. Yeah. That's the opposite of Steve Mills. Man. <laughs> Steve Mills went opposite. The opposite. Complete opposite. Yo, the, f <laughs> the funny thing. I hated Steve Mills, right? I was captain of the I Hate Steve Mills fan club. Ryan knows when he's doing KOT. 
back in 2016. How how much I despise Steve Mills. Ryan did like a classic episode where he just ran off all the the Knicks win loss <laughs> record for like every year for 20 years. <laughs> My guy. My guy. And coincided with matter. Steve Mills. I wish I could find that clip. That clip was like classic. Yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> but but anyway, I despise Steve Mills as well. But there's like one thing he kind of did right, and that was after we hardly missed on Kevin Durant, we picked up Julius Randle, who no one saw as an All Star. He was a fourth option on the Lakers. He was a backup on the Pelicans. They saw his potential, brought him here, and then signed him. And after that, Steve Mills did everything horribly wrong before and after that. (laughs) (laughs) Besides, in hindsight, signed Julius Randle, gave Ron Baker, what is other bad thing he did? Gave Ron Baker $8 million for nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Ron Baker, shot maker. Seventy-two million dollars for four years. Right. He he signed Julius Randle and signed three more power forwards. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But thank God, he, you know, he he got let go after that, and he gave us Julius Randle and stopped giving away money for nothing, and almost tried to keep Marcus Morris. That and then he yep. turned into. You know, Marcus Moore, that Marcus Morris trade turned to Emmanuel quickly, him, Mr. Six Man a Year candidate. So I'm glad Steve Mills did that one good thing for us and gave us the kind of foundation we need. Because now we have Randall here, who is an all star, who was a nobody on another team. Jewel, uh, Brunson, who is an all star now, or was going to be, it was also nobody on another team. And you're looking at our squad and we're just a misfit of second round draft picks who exceeded expectations. Well, Randall's the first round draft pick. And we're just mowing teams over. And it's crazy to see. It's it's masterful. It's masterful. I never I never thought that in my lifetime the best team that I would see or in my fandom as I started right after the 99 finals. I never thought the team that I would see would be built this way. Like you just mentioned, it would be built by getting a bench drive from a New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans, and he becomes top seven MVP candidate. Jalen Brunson, 16 points a game off the bench last year in Dallas. He comes and he sits best point guard in the entire league. Like a second-round draft pitch. Uh, I think Grimes was 21. Courtney was 25 in yep. the first round. Mitch, a second-round pick. Second-round Like, what the hell, man? I never thought the team that I would root for – and would be winning, would be built this way. It's so anti-Knicks. I love it. Yeah. We've been wanting to be Toronto for so long, and we look up and we're kind of doing Toronto-type things. Yeah. Where we're building players in that second round, late round guys, turning them into starting caliber guys, and developing our team that way. Now, granted, our third pick didn't pan out the way we wanted to, but our 20s picks, our tw- our second round picks, they're they're all studs right now. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And when I look at this team, I've talked about how this team could get better. And today's game 
is a kind of like a a, a, a microcosm of that because we have Jalen Brunson here, who to me in the beginning of the season was getting hammered because people were putting long wings on him, and now he's have two forty point games versus the Nets, where their their entire team is built off of three and D long guys. And he yeah, burned him right. twice. So I'm not even sure if Jalen Brunson um, playing against long defenders is counted as a weakness anymore. I'm not even sure if we can say that now. Because he destroyed Mikhail Bridges. You know what I mean? You can say, you can say if they double him and they take the ball out of his hands, we might be in trouble. But I'm not sure if we can use that throw a long wing on him and he's done. That's done. I feel like Jalen Brunson has gotten to the point where he's doing pull up three point shots. Now he's setting up his teammates now and he's figured out a way to use his savvy to combat the length of longer defenders. So he's gotten better during, during this season. Yep. Yeah, most definitely. And on top of that, hold on. When I talked about other ways for us to get better, what I was really talking about was this guy. Q dot. All right. Because defensively, he has not wavered. He has the hardest defensive assignment night tonight. 99th percentile when it comes to the toughness of his defensive assignments assignments. I believe he's holding players to like under 27% under their usual average. Don't, don't quote me. I'm going off of memory. And the offense I already knew was always there. I was hoping he would gain some momentum and some confidence from that all-star game and bring it into the second half of the season. And I feel like this 22 points, um, flamethrower from three, six and nine from three is kind of the start of that. And we probably would see more of that if we actually pass up the ball a little bit more. <laughs> but to me, we can still get better if we're getting contributions like this from Quentin Grimes and RJ Barrett starts to stabilize a little bit more. There's still like another level of scary for this team. Because this team is deep. This this team is extremely deep. This is the deepest team we've had in a while. I, I don't know if you guys have anything to say about that. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, this team is basically nine deep. You know, you have nine players. The Knicks can throw into a game, and they'll impact the game. And, yeah, you're right, too. Like, this is probably the deepest team the Knicks have had for a minute. Because I can't remember the last time Knicks have, like, even in, even in the mellow era, those mellow teams that made the playoffs, they, those teams were not that deep. This Knicks team is nine deep. And I think that's going to serve them well, especially in the playoffs, because you, yes, even though rotations do shorter in the playoffs, but the Knicks can depend on nine players that they can put in the game and they're going to do work. You know, and Grimes tonight, he was great. Shooting the, shooting the ball from three, like you said, if they would pass the ball more, you know, to him on the perimeter, he'd probably have similar stats every night. And overall, the team was just great tonight. Like, I think the first half was probably the probably the best Knicks basketball I've seen all season, maybe, that first half. The way they came out of court 81, 
points because everything was on point. The shooting was crazy. The defense, the defense rotations were crazy. Like, I'm not sure if the Knicks guarded the three as good of, as I've seen in that first half. It was just amazing. Like, I couldn't find no flaws with the way the Knicks played in the first half. In the third quarter, they kind of slipped a bit. They were kind of getting lethargic. But then, you know, as Lee mentioned earlier, once they put Josh Hart into the game, because the team needed to get the energy a bit up, like the Nets were gaining momentum. They were, they, the Nets were playing with a bit more spunk. But then once they put Hart back in the game, Hart brought that intensity, and then the team fed off that, and they were able to blow them out again. So overall, it's, it, I mean, it's very hard to nitpick this game. I mean, yeah, the free throw shooting was bad. They need to shoot better from the free throw line. But besides that, this was an all-around great game. Like, you really cannot – it's hard to find anything bad about this game from any player who played tonight. Jealous, I have another hot take. Take McGee, you know what you got, Lee? <laughs> if either R.J. Barrett or Quentin Grimes has a shooting split of this or better, 48, 40, and 80, and that type of efficiency, and they average 20 or more in the playoffs, we're doing the finals. <laughs> Wait, going to the finals this year? This year, this season. That's a big if. Whoa, I'm not. <laughs> Yo. Yo, Ryan, every time I think I've got him, it's like, yo, I got a take. Talk <laughs> me off the like, ledge. Oh, yeah. Anyway, any of y'all play spades? I got the big joker. Like he put <laughs> Talk me off the ledge. 48, 40, and 80. That's efficient. That's a, from a from a two or a three, and only two guys can do it. IQ is going to bring what he brings, sits man off the bench. And Hart, it, this ain't insane Hart's capability. This is either RJ or Grimes. If one of those two guys does it, that means we have our third option. Consistently, 20 points at efficient numbers. RJ's been 20, but he has not been efficient. If one of those two guys can become that in the playoffs, averaging 20, we're going all the way to the finals. All the way. I'm going to push back a little bit. I'm going to push back a little bit because I would love that, right? This team is still young, so you just don't know who is going to show up in the finals or not, or the finals, shoot, the playoffs, you know? We got Quentin Grimes, who's young. We got Emmanuel Quigley, who's young. We got Obi Toppin, who's young. RJ Barrett, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying with RJ. I really want to see what's going to happen with Randall if he gets over his, his bad playoff run. That has to happen for me first. IQ, I love him. This is I need to see more evidence for IQ in the playoffs. I see what he's doing now. Playoffs, regular season, two different animals. I love I I got I got I gotta hold on. I gotta hold off. I love the enthusiasm. I love the enthusiasm. <laughs> it's it's Jalen Brunson. That's where my confidence comes from. Jalen Brunson is it's not Randall. It's not Tibbs. It's Jalen Brunson. I know Jalen. I seen what he does in the playoffs. Jalen Brunson's gonna bring the A plus game. Somebody gotta do it with him though. Somebody gotta do it with yeah. him. Because you already know what's gonna happen. Right? Jalen Brunson's gonna get his at a certain point. But at a certain point in the playoffs, they're going to double him. Like they are going to double them and somebody else has to step up at some point. So when that happens, 
This is when I need Randall to kind of shine and stay loose and do the things he was doing today. You know, finding his teammates, not overthinking, making quick decisions, things that he's been doing most of this season. I'm going to need him to do that in the playoffs when the pressure is on. So if he's able to do that in the playoffs when the pressure is on, then I think we'll be fine because then I think it'll be a domino effect. But for me, I think it's definitely Randall has to maintain this level of play in, in a high pressure situation for me. Jalis and Ryan, if Brunson and Randall play in the playoffs exactly how they're playing now, not, not any better, exactly how they're playing right now, they continue this level of play. And either RJ or Grimes averages what I just said, 20 on 48, 40, and 80 shooting splits. Can we go to the finals? Not win the finals, not win championship. Can we go to the finals? Uh, the Bucks, man. I said, I said Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm still not sure they could beat the Bucks. I'm still not 100% sure of that. But I think if 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 we can get a 20-point, 40-40-80 split from R.J. Barrett or Grimes consistently in a series, I think the Knicks can take out the Celtics at least. But yes. Bucks, I'm still iffy on. I, I don't know about the Bucks. Yet. It's you notice with the Bucks, it's it's the Giannis. I don't know what's going on with Middleton. It's the Drew Holiday, and then you got Bobby Portis off the bench, and then you got the Bucks are a, a different animal. Like they're running off fourteen straight, fifteen straight. You know, <laughs> that's the team that I'm just like, I don't know, I don't know. But I, I there, there's a possibility that Boston, what if Boston eliminates Milwaukee, and we don't even play Milwaukee. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then it's I, if, if okay. All right, <laughs> yo, yo All Lee, right. the way Lee's doing the math is because, like, if we carry the three, though, then we don't. <laughs> the way Lee, the way I, the way Lee be doing the math in the moment is 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 amazing. All right, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's possible, <laughs> and that sounds insane by how the season started. That's an insane thought. But damn it, I've been saying some insane shit since the season started. 50 Burger was insane when I said it. But I saw Jalen Brunson. I knew what he would bring to the table. And I said it, me and Raw agreed. This would be Tibbs' best coaching season in New York this season. What do we well, have as best coaching season? Well, for us to get to 50 Burger, right now we're at 37 and 27. 10 games over 500. We have to go 13 and five to get the 50 burger. And I, and I think it's possible with the way they're playing right now. It's possible. The thing is looking at the schedule, we have 18 games left. There's like four teams where I'm just like, Hmm. I think we play the Celtics, the Kings. Uh, who else? Who else? The Celtics, the Kings, the Nuggets are the teams I'm really worried about that's in that stretch. Everybody else, I think we can beat. Um, but you know, you know, you know what happens. Sometimes the team is human. <laughs> Sometimes the team is human, and a team who's not supposed to beat you beat you. Yeah. Um, but if we say we lose to all the teams that I think might give us problems, then we can still possibly keep the 50 burger in my mind. It's it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. My I mean, the prediction I gave, not prediction, but example of what we need in order to go on the finals run, that's not a superstar. That's not even a star. 
That's just an efficient RJ. Just give me 20 on 48, 40, and 80. That's the third option numbers. And I think Grimes or RJ, not both, but one of the one of the two are Kate Beloved in this system with Jalen Brunson clicking. I, I, whew, I hear you. I hear you. I, I'm scared yeah. to think like that. I'm st- it's, it's scary times, man. This is a scary throw for me, Lee. I'm not gonna hold you. I'm not gonna hold you. Yeah, and and I just want to throw this out here too. Like the reason why I'm a bit more comfortable with the Knicks team in this playoffs, despite the young players that they have. It's just a simple fact that we have Brunson, like Lee said, because you have to think about it. When the Knicks faced the Hawks, the Hawks zeroed in on Julius Randle because Julius Randle was pretty much our only option. Mm-hmm. So when they zeroed in on Julius Randle, that took Julius Randle out of the game, and then the Knicks didn't really have nobody else that could score. But now you have Jalen Brunson there where, you know, Jalen Brunson has proven last year in the playoffs he's a dog when it comes to playoff time. He'll, he'll get you buckets and he can lead a team you know, to win playoff games. He proved that when he was, you know, when Luca was out, he was by himself going against Utah, against Donovan Mitchell. So if so if you have a Jalen Brunson here where, you know, he, he can, he's capable of going off in the playoffs, if he goes off and he gets double teamed, now that now that puts less pressure on Julius Randle. Right. Julius Randle's not going to get that same attention like he did in that series against the Hawks a couple of years ago. So I think with less attention on Julius Randle, that's going to unlock his game as well. And it's going to give the Knicks exactly. a legit one-two punch in the playoffs where they're going to be tough to stop. And I then, you know, that's that third guy. Yeah, that's the thing is the third guy. Now, I agree. I agree with you in theory, right? But let's take this game exam, for example, right? Because this game, first half, 81 points in the first half. Third quarter comes. Brunson's going off, right? He gave you 30 in the first half. So what do the Nets do in the second half? They double Brunson. They get the ball out of his hands early. Brunson is swinging the ball. You still, like the, at, at that point, we still were able to maintain the lead. But this is the Nets. This is not champion. This is not, you know, 76ers, Bucks, the big guys. This is the Nets, scrappy team. We were still able to maintain the lead. But it didn't look as pretty in the third quarter. You know what I mean? And, and that's what I'm... That's what I'm worried about. That's what I'm really worried about. We still, um, but I do agree we have a better chance of Brunson here because of the attention he commands. Um, it just it depends on the headspace. Like first half headspace of Julius Randle, he was passing the ball without thought. Third quarter, they're doubling off of Brunson. They're doubling Brunson. The ball is going to other people's hands. Randall was getting a little bit too. He was hogging. It was funny. He was hogging the ball a little bit too much. Now, we didn't lose the game of it. It wasn't too much because we still competed defensively as well. And we ended up still winning. But that's, those are the things that worry me a little bit when it's a playoff atmosphere with a higher caliber opponent. You know what I mean? Now, maybe we do figure sure. it out, and Randall does have games where he does figure it out. He just goes off. I can totally see that happening for Randall as well. Um, But I just need to – it just has to happen more often than not that he does that and doesn't have, like, a, a third quarter like we saw kind of today, even though we won. I, and this is, nit, this is very nitpicky because we won by, like, a million points. But it's fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, uh, it's fair. And I'm not saying we're going to the finals. 
Mm -hmm. I said, if that third player gets to that level of efficiency, we can go to the finals. My my prediction, I think think if the seeding lines up in a way that favors us and we can avoid Milwaukee in the second round, we need to the East Thomas finals where Milwaukee beats us, in my opinion. But if we face, face Philly or Boston in the second round, I think we're going to go to the East Thomas Finals. That's just me. I feel, I feel you. The, the, the 76 is still... Mm, I don't know. I don't know. The, I feel like we, we stack up better with Boston and the 76ers, honestly. That's just me personally. I like Philly better. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Um, yeah. Embiid is a monster. Embiid is a monster to me. I, like we beat Bo- We beat Boston in Boston with Jalen Brown. And people are talking about, well, Jalen Brown wasn't wasn't playing the last game. We beat them with Jalen Brown before. So I'm like, yeah. and I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but Tatum struggled against us um the game before that. Like the, the game that Boston beat us with when they hit the crazy three pointers, those three it was like an out-of-body experience. Though a lot of those three pointers were challenged, but that's a whole other story. That's all I don't know. I have a, I have a weird feeling that. We would be okay versus Boston over the semi That's just me. That's just the way. I mean, me honestly, I I do think the Knicks match up better against Celtics than the 76ers. Yeah, for I agree. That's just me. But salute to the chat. I got super chats. I got people online. We just been going and going and going. I got <laughs> I got a. My bad. We got really excited. And for, for, for you guys, I was dead tired before I even signed on, but now I got a, a burst of energy. So salute to you guys for giving me the energy because they can tell you I was like yawning, but <laughs> I was exhausted. <laughs> Man, this we here. This month was crazy. But shout out to shout out to Tony. He's a ten dollar super chat. I can't see. Let's see. Let's see. Where is this super chat? My main man, Tony Banks. Tony Big Banks. Uncle. Shout out to Tony Let's Banks. Go Good follow. He says, let go, Knicks. He kept it simple. Shout out to my guy, Tony Banks. Let's go, Knicks. All right. Also, shout out to the chat. Shout out to Richard Vance, Fritz Alessandor, Corey Lee, uh, Alexander. Shout out to A-Train. A-Train, I don't recognize you. You can subscribe or you like or call in too. So hold on. Hold on. Shout out. Shout out to Young Simba in the chat, man. My dad, JL, this is hilarious, bro. You got great sense of humor. Young Simba's in the chat. Boston Knicks, <laughs> Philip Casanova's, Picks for Timmy. Everybody else is rocking with the show. Shout out to you, man. Corey Lee, everybody, everybody. Thanks for you. All right, we got somebody on the line. Thank you for being patient because we was going. We was going, going, all right? First guy on the line is Scott from Jersey. What's going on, Scott? What's going on, JL? It's Ryan G. Lee. What's going on? Shout out to all the KLC fans. Um, It was a great night tonight. The Knicks showed signs of a really good team, which is beating up on teams that you're supposed to beat up on. Absolutely. Um, They came out tonight with that energy that I wanted to see, trying to definitely stake their claim to the fifth seed and definitely put the Brooklyn Nets in the rearview mirror as we look forward to catch the next team in front of us. And then on top of that, my last comment is that I actually sat here and watched the Knicks game comfortably. Like, did I just watch a boring Knicks win? Oh, yeah, it was boring. Like, this is what we want to see as Knicks fans. <laughs> we get to actually sit back and say, we got a boring Knicks win. There was no heart attack at the end of the game. Nope. Love you guys. Respect to the show, man. Have a good one. 
Salute, salute, man. Thank you for calling in. Got in, got out like a double dutch. Uh, straight to the point, man. Yeah, it was. It's been very boring. Extremely boring. Yeah, it, 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 it was kind of crazy that Tom Thibodeau even challenged a blocking call on Jalen Brunson with four minutes left in the game. I didn't even understand that decision. But this is the type. This is where we're at right now. The team has grown to the point where we're just boring now. We're so good, we're boring, and, and I love it because just three weeks ago. You know, we were mid, and before that, we had to fire the coach. But it's apparent that I've been saying this has been a foundation year for us, and now we're starting to put bricks on top of that foundation to the point where those teams who are on our tier, they can't see us no more. They're not on our level no more. Y'all down there. We up here. So... Shout out to the, the coaching staff, the players for working hard and even getting to this level. All right. All right. All right, yo, there's other players I ain't even talk about yet. Listen. First, shout out to Mitchell Robinson, who has his fourth double double of the season. I mean, fourth double, his fourth double double in a row for the first time. In his career came back from injury looking like he looks like he swole like his you know pause he looks good it looks like he's been working out he looks stronger than he's ever been his his wind is up the amount of effort he's putting in on the defensive end seems up the way he's guarding the three-point line and guarding the rim and blocking shots and finishing it and giving multiple efforts is a level of Mitchell Robinson that I haven't seen yet. He's playing his best basketball. And on top of that, he's giving the defensive rebounds and the offense rebounds. And it's fun. Like, how many rebounds did he have today? I mean, he had a double-double today. Ten, I believe 10. 10 rebounds today. And we didn't even miss, but he still found a way to get three offensive rebounds, even though we hardly missed a shot. <laughs> but I gotta give it to Mitch, man. He's he's the he's been like the missing piece for our defense, and we've looked so much better with him back in the starting lineup. And I can't believe we got this guy in the second round, and he is where he is right now. And this guy, when we talk about teams, we talked about we wanted to be a developing team. This guy was fouling out. In no time flat, his first year here was yeah. scrawny, was getting bullied by bigger centers routinely, was block chasing, and that's it. Like he, he is leaps and bounds better this year than he was when we got him. Really good job by the coaching staff, Tom Thibodeau, the guy who people claim doesn't develop, for bringing Mitch into this point who's a, a starting caliber center for a fifth place team soon to be fourth place. I don't know. Could be me. <laughs> I mean, he's more than a, he's more than just a starting caliber center. He's one of the top defensive centers in the whole NBA. Yeah. Like the way, the way Mitch is playing right now, 
there's no way he should have been a second round pick. He should have been a first round pick the way he's playing right now. And since Mitch has come back, the Knicks defense has taken another notch. Even, even without Mitch, the Knicks were holding their own, you know, they were still winning games, whatever the case may be. But since Mitch came back, that defense just became a whole different beast. And it's funny because I was watching this interview with, I think the interview he had recently with Monica. Mm-hmm. And he was basically saying that Thibs gave him grades. And Thibs gave him an A plus for offensive rebounds, but Thibs gave him a C for defensive rebounds. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure if he continues defensive rebound the way he's been defensive rebounding, like right now, I'm pretty sure Thibs is going to raise that C, that C grade. Soon it's going to be two A's when it comes to rebound on offense and defensive rebound. That's- you know something else that Tibbs has done that hasn't gotten enough credit from anyone, because I haven't heard this mentioned anywhere, but it's something I've been thinking about, is how poor of a pairing Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randle were their first two seasons together, or one and a half seasons together. Mm-hmm. It, it, it didn't work. The spacing was off. Mitchell couldn't stay in the game with foul trouble. It, it affected both of them because they were both looking for the rebound or looking to bots out in the same areas. They were both hunting the same spots on the floor. And since neither of them were really being able to stretch the defense, they're also taking up the same space in the floor on both sides of the ball as well. Tibbs has really massaged and adds, has added wrinkles to make sure that both those guys are in prime position on the court when they're sharing the court at the same time. So I'd give Tibbs some credit. He's done a really good job maximizing those two as a pairing, even though Randall's not the most efficient three-point shooter and Mitch doesn't shoot at all. Yeah, for sure. And it all started with convincing Randall to actually take more three-pointers. Like he's averaging eight three-pointers a game at this moment. We've been saying he's been shooting too much at certain times, but now looking back at it, we're saying he's shooting too much, but that's exactly what we needed to give to uh, massage the space that Lee is talking about. It's, it's kind of give, you know, uh, more room for Brunson to operate, more room for other guys to throw a lob. And it's worked out. It's, it's definitely worked out. I kind of always said championship teams, to me, um, they can't have, they have to have shooters on the floor to me for the, for the most part. You have to have at least four guys on the floor who can shoot, in my eyes, to win a chip, which is why I was really nervous about the way this season is going on. But Randall is turning into a 35% three-point shooter. Um, and RJ Barrett is, 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 is sputtering a little bit. To me, the three-point shooting really is the, the last missing piece for us. And don't look now. You know, we're starting to climb that three-point percentage shooting ladder. For most of the season, we were 26th in the league, 27th in the league, 30th in the league, and three-point field goal percentage. I checked today, we're 22nd. Two days ago, we were 24th. Um, So I don't want to... The way we're shooting threes today... <laughs> you know, we're 22nd when I checked today. After this game, who knows? We might be at 16th. I don't know, because we're shooting the lights out today. 14, 14 threes in the first half. To me... And what's scary about this team, this is why I'm saying we can still get better. Yeah. Number seven, top seven offensive rating in the NBA. And now it's mostly because of our offensive rebounding, getting to the line and, and scoring a second chance points. We're in top seven. 
while at the same time being the bottom of the league in three-point shooting. If we start to actually hit threes like we're doing today, if Grimes stops hesitating and actually pulls it, if Randall keeps on going, if RJ Barrett wakes up, now we're looking at a top, what, three? Top three offensive team if we start to actually hit threes. And shout out to, to Thibodeau, too. We're actually starting to push the pace more this year. Um, yep. After the All-Star break as well, the pace is picking up. Um, Obi Toppin is, is getting bats leaking out more. I think that's because Josh Hart is here now. So, so uh, and Mitch is back. So I feel like Tom Thibodeau is more comfortable having him leak out even more instead of just prioritizing the rebounds. So the offense seems like it's clicking on a whole nother level because of Mitch being back and, and Josh being here and the coach making adjustments once again towards the end of the season, tightening screws. I don't know if you guys have anything to say. I said a lot. <laughs> I agree 100%, brother. Absolutely. All right. All right. I, I, I do want to give a shout out, man. We've had consistently 100 people in the chat. Yes. On, on our post game. I appreciate that. All the fans in the chat letting their friends and family know. My dad's in Nicaragua right now, and he's tuning in all the way down there <laughs> in the Southern Hemisphere on some bootleg setup he has up in the jungle. My man's tuning in, watching <laughs> our post-game recap. So shout out to everybody in the chat, supporting the Nick the Time channel, man. We appreciate y'all. Definitely appreciate you guys. Love you. The likes, man. I know if you super chats and stuff is welcome, but the likes is free. So if you want to support, hit that like button to help the algorithms. Algorithm push us to the top because we love talking things basketball here. And I'm gonna be honest. Sometimes we say stuff, people don't like it. Other times we say stuff, people love it. But we're gonna give you the real. We're gonna give you the unbiased, and we're going to give you that pure next talk. And if you disagree with us, it's okay. You can let us know. You can call in. You can just say, Jay Ellis, I think he takes a stupid. I don't, I don't know. You know what you're doing. Just what do, hold on. What do you want to say, Ryan Lee? No, I just wanted to throw in there that the only Knicks fans that really have a problem with what we say is the miserable part of the fan base, <laughs> the whiny part of the fan base. They're the ones who usually have an issue with what we say. But level headed Knicks fans, usually they're on board with us, usually. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I be having some people in the comments coming coming, coming from my neck, bro. They be dragging me in the comments. They hate my tapes. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna keep on. I, I put I put on my favorite earring for one of my my biggest haters in in the YouTube comments, baby. I'm here to stay. Ain't going nowhere. Let's go. <laughs> Degeneration ets them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Nah, Let's they was coming to ask for RJ takes. And uh, the fire tips era was an interesting era too. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> but it is what it is, man. That's that's the conversations we have, and that's how we feel. Um, but yeah, salute to the chat. Can I talk about man quickly too? Can I talk about man quickly? Go right ahead, sir. <sighs> Dude, I officially and I know what. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'd be tiptoeing around certain conversations because I don't want to be like too negative sometimes. But I'm, it's getting more apparent to me that I trust Emmanuel quickly more than anybody on the bench and anybody outside of Julius Randle 
in Jalen Brunson. Like when it comes to running an offense, making decisions, what to do next. I'm looking at my mind is Brunson, Randall IQ. Shoot, sometimes even Brunson IQ Randall. In my mind sometimes with the comfort level of am I going to get a good shot? Uh, am I going to get a foul? Am I going to swing the ball? I'm the comfort level I'm having the IQ right now is the highest it's ever been. And how many minutes did he get today? 22 minutes low. <laughs> Thank you for the for the subscribe, sir. Shout out to Isaiah. Raymond. Oh, my subscribe little thing is working again. Shout out to Nate Rob. I wish you had Nate Rob on the show. Okay, but it's just got to the point where, man, it, when things are going awry, I I just want to lean on IQ a little bit more. I'll say this. Usually, I do not subscribe to hives. I don't know if I was ever a part of any type of hive in Knicks Nation because usually I like to be, you know, level-headed about most things and past performances and this and that. Man, I can't even front. IQ might have convinced me. I think I'm, I, I think I'm about to sign up to the IQ hive. Welcome. 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 <laughs> the way he's been playing is just unbelievable. Like he, like next to heart, like he's that spark plug that the Knicks can bring off the bench. Where if the if the starting if the starting unit is not holding up their part of the bargain, when him and Hart enters the game, it changes the whole dynamic of the team. And all of a sudden, you have two guys in the game that bring good energy, play defense and impact both sides of the ball at a high level with that second unit. And IQ definitely deserves his props. And I mean, I'm hoping that IQ does stay with the team because I know, you know, trade rumors might loom and I, and I know teams are going to be, if Knicks do go the super, you know, the, um, the super, you know, the superstar player route, IQ might be involved in some of those trades because, you know, teams are going to want something to get something in return. Yeah. But I'm really do hoping that IQ stays because he's been a revelation this season. Like the first couple of seasons, I wasn't really with IQ. Like there were there were glimpses, but you know, I still got annoyed a bit, like especially like in this game, but I kind of gave him a pass because the Knicks had a 22 point lead and my man was on a one man fast break and he decided with four nets there no other Knicks on the side of the court and my man decided to shoot like a three from like from yeah, like he was feeling himself. <laughs> I'll be proud. <laughs> but but I excused it for it because I was like Knicks had a 22 point lead at the time so I excused it but I was like IQ don't go back to that my guy don't oh, go back to that play no, the continue football that you've been playing but yeah this man has definitely stepped it up this season you have to give him his props on both sides of the ball offensively and defensively you know who they remind me of Hart and IQ a better version of Shumpert and J.R. Smith on Knicks tape the energy and effort that those two brought in when they were into the game and just clamp up on anybody and just right, basically a two man fast break uh, off the outlet pass. IQ and Hart bring a lot of that, but I, I think both of them are better 
I mean, Shumpert was so limited offensively, and Jr. was an insane shot selection. Yeah. It just like, made me like bang my head against the wall. These two guys are dogs, man. IQs is becoming smarter, higher IQ. He's making better rim reads. He's made, doing, making better decision making, and he's he's complimenting Brunson whether he's on ball or off. I'm loving the combination of him and Brunson playing together. I'm not afraid anymore. To the JLS's point, when Brunson sits and IQ is running the show. Like I, I, he can handle it. And I love that my dad's in a chat right now saying a lot of good things about IQ because yeah. he's his number one hater for man, really since the moment he was drafted, but he's, he's in the IQ hive now. So man, there's converts everywhere. I'm just, I'm happy that both those guys are young. Both guys are under 30. I mean, I, th- I think we're definitely will lock up both in this off season. Even if it means we don't do the luxury tax, Dolan doesn't do I mean, Dolan don't care, man. The like billionaires, a billionaire today, tomorrow and in the future. So that, that money ain't going nowhere. He's going to stay rich, and hopefully we we sign both those guys to really team-friendly deals that benefit both us and them. I agree. I agree. And shout-out to Ryan G because he was the first to kind of note yesterday how he moved. His off-ball movement has taken, like, another leap. Like, he's moving very separately, Steffish-like in the way he passes the ball or relocates and – uh, manipulates the the screens and like he's done a lot of that. I I can see him adding more even more of that type of off ball movement to his game because he's just so like the way his body is. He's insanely in shape. I can see him just running teams rampant, running around screens and and doing things of that nature. So that on top of the defense, on top of the playmaking, uh, six man of the year. He he. He he's making noise for it this year. It might be a little bit too little, too late, but maybe next year I think he'll be, he'll be uh, he might be a favorite for sure to win sixth man of the year. I could see it. I could definitely see it, man. Salute to IQ, original IQ Hive guy over here. If you go back the KOT videos, I made a video. I was the one. This is this was my hot take back in the day, really, but it was not that hot, really, if you think about it. I said I made a video said IQ must start. It was like after like two preseason games. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like you. <laughs> I was like, I, I've seen enough. IQ must start. The with, with the guy who's a gym rat, and on top of that, a video rat where he's like analyzing the game and the gym rat. And the confidence, and he has that supreme confidence. Those three things together, to me, seem like a no-brainer. Like, I would bet on a guy who's going to give you video plus workout plus has confidence. Like, I would bet on that guy. That's I, I, that's why I felt like I always feel like he was going to put it together. So, shout out to IQ. All right. Salute to the chat. All right, 84 likes. Um, if you like this show, hit that like and subscribe. Um, shoot, do you guys want to talk about anything else that happened during the game? Did I miss anything? I felt like we kind of morphed a couple conversations, talk about the game a little bit, talk about the as our, our the players and the future. I'm good. Good. Yeah, I don't really have much else to say. Really, I mean, I don't have a bro pick. That's about it. Oh, <laughs> I already know where this bro is going. <laughs> I already know. But all right, let's get to the bro pick. Bruh. All right, bro picks for you guys who don't know are usually the worst plays of a game 
or the game or a game, but sometimes it doesn't even have to be basketball related. It could be just something dumb that happened, you know, anything. It could be politics. It could be basketball. It could be a basketball player did something dumb outside of basketball. But uh, that is our brup. What bar picks are for us, Ryan G. What's your brup pick, my guy? So of course the Knicks had a blog victory tonight. Great game for the Knicks. Hardly anything went wrong, except for one thing, because Dunker's delight. My man who won the slam dunk contest last year. When you know this guy's in the air, you you can guarantee it's gonna go down. My man was on the fast break. Got the got the pass. Nobody's around him. Mm-mm. Went up for the dunk. Miss. Bruh. Tim Howard. Yeah. Tibbs gave him the look like. Really? <laughs> Like Tibbs usually pulls him out early. Like I almost felt like he's about to like he was tempted. He was like tempted a little bit to to go back to Tibbs a little bit, but he left him in for another couple of minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, he made up for it though. Yeah, he did make up for it. Like a few minutes later, he did. Got it. All right, all right. I thought he was going somewhere else for the first bro pick. I'm not even gonna hold you. Oh, <laughs> well, there's probably something else I'm missing, but that's the one I had in mind though. I got a a one bro pick. <laughs> And one anti bro pick. My bro pick, my man's John Morant, man. That's where I my thought dad, he was going. My yeah, dad needs some some maturity and accountability and some no men around him. Some like some grown like veteran uncles and, and, and friends, cousins to like keep that man out the trap, man. Yeah, He's man. like screwing up his career with this like fake game banning crap. And it's like, bruh. Keep the guns in the house, man. You, you didn't have your cachet, your arsenal in the house. Don't be pulling the guns out and pointing them at 17 year olds. And you're killing the image. Like Memphis is a great small town story. I love when these these blue collar city their franchises are doing really well and galvanizing around a young core, talented, super talented young core. And I hate all the, the nonsense mainstream media about like that these young black men having fun. Man, let them joke and, and dance and have a good time. But this John Moran stuff, come on, bro. Yeah, man. Like you ain't no thug. You're a multi million dollar guy. Keep your money. Keep your family. Keep them safe and just thrive, man. Stop trying game bang. My anti bro pick. I can't believe I'm saying something positive about this man. Bruh, James Dolan, man. My guy is staying quiet. He's keeping his mouth shut. <laughs> he ain't doing nothing. He ain't trying to force a trade. Nope. Bruh, I'm kind of feeling James Dolan right now, bruh. You feel I can't even lie, man. <laughs> My man's been a cancer from the moment I started watching. He's been a, a lecherous, like, slimy leech, bro. And he's actually staying quiet. And I love the picture of him having fun with the team last night. He went out there and vibed out with the team and Tibbs. I was like, all right, I see you, James Dolan. You are having fun with the with the guys. Like, he's enjoying this ride. And you know what? I'm happy for him. As someone who's also sober, he's doing, trying to turn his life around and find a little joy in his life. I'm not going to hate on that, man. Like, yo, good for James Dolan out there. Keeping his mouth shut, but his pockets open. That's called can I say pick. it? <laughs> but can I say it though? Say can it. I say it? James Dolan is outside. <laughs> <laughs> Clip that. Clip it. 
Oh man. The funny part is he actually was outside because the whole Knicks team was at Club Tile <laughs> the other night. So he was actually outside outside, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like for real, like in the club, like for real. It's great. <laughs> okay, shout out to Thames Dolan. As long as you're not a a lawyer, he, he <laughs> He's you're I'm okay, you're okay with him. Right. <laughs> Those are his own petty grievances. That's not affecting the team. Like the team's doing well, man, and he's keeping his mouth shut. That's all I care about. Just keep those pockets open when it's time to sign IQ into Josh Hart this summer. Oh, Fritz has a bro pick. Fritz says thirty dollars for MSG app is my bro. Bro, oh, wow, really? Yeah. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah, it's a little. Oh, they'll figure it out. I hope <laughs> the MSG app might be trash, but man, I love I love the team on MSG outside of Wally. Wally's a homer and a bum, but man, Monica, <laughs> whoo, man, I, I, she does a great job taking Stephen A to school. Hold on. Yeah, ooh, pick that's the ooh pick right there, yo. Monica, man, she's a dog, love her. The way Monica handled Stephen A. Smith. It was just, it was like a Monica JJ Reddick tag team combo yep. type. It was like, ah, JJ Reddick throws him in the air and Monica comes by and does a flying <laughs> elbow and <laughs> Steve Day hits his head and falls to the floor. Like, it was crazy the way they were tag teaming him. But yeah, Monica, Monica did a phenomenal job uh, defending our honor, Knicks Nation honor. It was just refreshing to see people who like know the team, like, watch the team really talk about it and it's no sometimes you take it with a grain of salt because sometimes i feel like stephen a is throwing an alley-oop and taking the opposing side to get us some shine because stephen a was not saying the stuff he was saying with monica like four months ago he wasn't he was like oh i understand we didn't trade for donovan mitchell i get it and now Monica's on, and he's like, "We should have traded for Don to meet you." So sometimes I'm like, "Is that theater?" You know. <laughs> honestly, honestly, it had to be for entertainment purposes because the way Stephen A. was getting rocked by Monica <laughs> JJ Reddick, like I don't, I, like I don't, like I don't think that it would have been an entertaining debate if everybody was pretty much harping the same thing. Like they pretty, they, everybody was pretty much saying the same thing. Like everybody's in agreement. Like, no, I think, I think Stephen A chose to pick a side. He was like, okay, you know what? Since you two are going to go on that side, you know, praising the Knicks, I'm going to find something yeah. against the Knicks. I'm going to debate y'all, you know, with, you know, again. <laughs> but yeah, he was going to rock that whole conversation. Yeah, yeah, like Monica and brought nothing but facts. And like Fritz said in the chat, the line, of the whole debate was when Monica told Steve A to fix his face and listen. <laughs> fix your face. Love it, man. Fix your face. The funny thing is, too, like the clip before that, I was thinking the same thing. Like Monica would say something and Stephen A would just talk right over her. I'm just saying, yo, let the woman talk, damn it. Like, let her get her stuff, man. So the fact that she said that, I felt, I felt that energy. It felt like it came from a real place for me, man. <laughs> but yo, salute to the chat. Still Knicks fans in the building. Shout out to still Knicks fans. 
Still Knicks fans in the middle. I saw George in the building earlier. Shout out to Into the Knicks first. Both of those channels are, are really good channels. So I hope you guys support those channels. Um, they call me Tack. Long time no see. Tack. Man child in the building. Mike Uno. Everybody rocking with the show. Salute to you guys. Uh, new guys, please like, hit the like button, subscribe. Shout out to the people who subscribe during the show. Uh, I think it's a good taste place to end it, though. It's a good place to end it. Um, so you know what? We can end it right now. Lee, let them know where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Lee Escobedo, L-E-E-E-S-C-O-B-E-D-O. Give my man uh, into the Nits verse and George over there some love, too. He had me on the, the pregame show today to talk some Nits. That's that's my Latin brother from another mother. I love that guy. It's a mentor to me. Uh, yeah, find me on Twitter, man. Oh, yeah. I love you, Unc. I love you, Tony Banks. Love you, Pops. I know you're watching, man. My two guys. Appreciate it. All right. Shout out to all those. George, Tony Banks, Pops, everybody. All right. You can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I. You can also find me at Sir G's Corner. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. Mm hmm. And we have, let's see, let me just let you know, 50 burger income. We might get that 50 burger, guys. I'm, I'm can't. Even, let's go. We might get that 50 burger. We were Barbecue nine and two. We were nine and two last month do you realize that we only lost two games total in february and we beat big teams too so mm, it's it's possible man it's possible it's crazy um hold on let me here you go let, let, let's get it you guys already know the deal if you want to listen to the nick of time show Go to SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, everywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to the KOT show. Also, snapbacks, black and white, blue and orange, get them at nickatimeshow.com. All you got to do is go there, hit catalog, boom, all the merch come out. You got Who's Man's Is This Tease, everything, all that stuff. Follow us on the KOT show on Twitter, the Nick of Time show on Instagram, and the Nick of Time show on Facebook as well. And yep, that's it, man. Thank you guys for the support, the super chats, the subscriptions. Please comment, 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 comment. We, we do interact with the comments. So we'll definitely <laughs> talk to yeah. you guys, talk smack or agree with everything. Just please comment. And we'd love to hear what you guys have to say about the episode. All right. That is our show. Thank you, Fritz. What Fritz say? Oh, best mod in the game is Fritz. Thank you to Fritz. Best mod in the game. The best is Fritz, and you even I'll be saying it. You think it's it's just you think, I, and I love all my mods. I love all my mods because now the but Fritz works within the KOT inner circle stuff, and he does like little things that help this thing grow. So shout out to the team and shout out to Fritz, best mod again for Fritz. sure. All right, that is our show, and you guys know what it is as always. Shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. Mess out here in these mixed YouTube streets. That's our show. We out this mug. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. New York, New York, big city of dreams.